Yeah, I'd like to just make a, a quick point here. I, I remember a couple of years ago, like when you were making your decision to play university basketball, um, you were talking about how, you know, professional basketball, you know, that wasn't something that maybe you were pursuing uh, as much or something that you would take a peek at later on. But now it seems like maybe, with, I don't know if it's been with COVID or just taking a break, just how much you, you, you've noticed that you, you really love the game. And then, you know, especially entering your fifth year, that's something now that maybe you're a little bit more open to. Now that it's like almost at the end, like I don't feel like I'm necessarily ready to like give up playing basketball. I think like when you're in high school, you feel like you have so much time ahead of you to play that like by the time you're done that, like you'll be ready to move on. But like it goes by so quick. And, you know, and I, I think especially for me, like I'm someone that was really caught up in school, I guess, during my university career. So I think that kind of like not not that I regret it at all, but I think it, it makes it difficult to like de really dedicate yourself to basketball and like truly enjoy it at some points, just because it really can be a grind, like going back and forth between schoolwork and basketball, and you know trying to do it well and excel at both. So I think yeah, it's kind of almost like rekindled a, a love for basketball for me, and um, definitely something that I had taken for granted previously. So I think definitely kind of maybe think more about playing pro and like kind of prolonging my career because you know it's something obviously it'd be an amazing experience just to go to go overseas and be played for pay, playing a game that I love so I think yeah it's definitely uh put things into perspective for me in the uh, basketball um aspect it just seems like and this might be just more of a life thing but I'm sure you've experienced this as, as an athlete um like there's an adjustment like a back and forth with it and as you went through it you were kind of figuring out what works for you and, um, you know, how you can manage the school, how you can manage, uh, you know, the strength and conditioning, the player development, you can just keep improving your game as you, as you, you know, go through your career. Mm -hmm. So I'm just interested too, like, when you think about, when you think about COVID or, or just even going, going through it um, with, with basketball and that grind, what are some strategies that you've used to um, just, just manage just where you can just be in a place where you, you feel good, you're, you know, maybe you're at peace with your situation and it, the heaviness doesn't, you don't get caught in all that heaviness. You're in it, but you don't get caught in it. Yeah. For, for me, honestly, like, and I'm not, I'm still a work in progress for this, but for me, it's really been kind of setting my priorities straight. I know like there's definitely been times where I'm like, Oh, like I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to work out and all that stuff. But it's like at the end of the day, it comes down to like my priorities. And like, for me, it's really helped to like, obviously school is important to me, but like my health and like physical and mental well-being is more important. So, you know, like, okay, like no matter what happens at, at 12 o'clock, I'm like shutting it down. I'm trying to get to bed. I'm getting eight hours of sleep or, you know, at this time I'm going to go to the gym, like no matter how much schoolwork I've get, gotten done. And so like kind of guess creating boundaries from schoolwork and then just stuff that you need in order to like feel healthy and feel good. That's kind of been, especially over COVID, like there were times where I was like, you know, my sleep schedule was terrible. I was staying up really late studying. And, and it's just like this perpetual cycle where like you stay up one late one night and you sleep in because you get no sleep and then you don't have a productive day. And so you feel a need to stay up late to try to get more done. And then it just it keeps going like that. And it's like, it's just not sustainable and you feel terrible. So I was just like, I can't do this anymore. So I need to figure out a healthier way to be able to, you know, obviously still focus on my school. And at the end of the day, like, if my school like slips a little bit, like obviously I don't want to start failing, but you know, it's, it's not the end all be all. So my health is more important. So it, yeah, it took me a while to realize that, but I think that's kind of the conclusion that I've come to.
especially over COVID. So is that, is that what you're taking back um, when you start to play again? Is that like the perspective? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And like, I think it's easier now because I'm at the end of my degree. And so not to say that the classes don't matter, but they, they don't as much, you know, I've pretty much solidified like my GPA and all I've done in my degree. So I think it's easier. So it, yeah, kind of take with a grain of salt, but um, I think that, yeah, definitely like, you have to set boundaries for myself and like prioritize my health and well-being over school. And I think I'll, I, I want to do more school after my undergrad. So I think I'll hopefully carry that on to that as well. So being, you know, I think you've been a leader with, with the Bisons at the University of Manitoba now for a couple of years, but um, now, especially shifting into your, you know, your final season coming up, what's um, like when you see younger players kind of going through it, right. Just with, with the heaviness of, of, of adjusting, and, and figuring things out, uh, maybe the anxiety that they're experiencing, and you can just sense that because you've been through it. Like, how do you how do you navigate that as as a leader? Yeah, I I, I think it's tough, especially like um, with athletes and like uh, men's athletics, like in, in particular. Like, there's definitely I guess kind of a stigma around. You know, you have to be like tough and mentally tough, and you know you have to be able to like block all that out, which uh, I think is kind of not true and unfair uh, to ask of a lot of athletes. But I think like for me at least, it starts with like as being a leader and be able to like actually actually talk about things or the, these things with guys. Like you have to develop like good relationships with them for them to actually feel comfortable to open up to you. Because uh, if they're not comfortable, there's not a lot of progress I think that you're gonna be able to make. So for me, it's just been like sharing my experiences and kind of like putting things into perspective for them. Like, like it, it definitely like seems tough now. Like you're totally, your feelings are totally valid, but like, yeah, I think about it like in kind of the grand scheme of things, like this one thing is going to be such a small part of your overall story and your university career. Like, yeah. So I think that's um, kind of been how I, how I've dealt with it. But um, yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of, different ways that guys can go about it. Yeah, I think that perspective that you have as a, you know, as someone who's been in it and been playing, I think that really can help guys. Because sometimes, sometimes like our team with University of Regina, we don't have really any senior players or any anybody entering their fifth year. Um, mm-hmm. So it's cool to have people like that, that aren't not only talented, um, but they have that veteran experience. Uh, do you have any like, I guess, tangible examples for how you've stayed connected during COVID, like what you've done to just just check in with guys and, and continue to build relationships? Yeah, like, no, I don't really have any specific examples, but like, I like, honestly, like it, it can be like, just like stupid stuff. Like I'll like send, like send guys TikToks and stuff like that. Just like, and I think uh, just like keeping the connection there and like showing them that obviously like most of like my teammates, they mean, they're more than just teammates to me. Like they're my friends and there's people that I enjoy hanging out with. So I think kind of keeping that connection alive, even just in a non-basketball related form kind of shows you, shows them that you're there for them and you appreciate them. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, and obviously, you know, we've had our team activities and stuff. So that's another way to catch up with people. But I think, you know, just personal connection, just like stuff outside of basketball is at least where I've found, um, I feel appreciated from teammates. And so I kind of try to spread that forward as well. Do you feel, do you feel with, with the Bisons right now that it's just, you, you feel like you have a lot of like good teammates that are good people because there's also times like 
where, okay, maybe we're just vibing. Like maybe we're really close as a team and I just like everybody here. Um, and that's mm-hmm. a situation that, that some people are super fortunate to ha- you know, have happen. Um, but, mm-hmm. or, do you, or do you think it's more so like you've gone to a point where okay, that person may be difficult to work with, but I'm able to like either guard my energy or just stay true, stay centered and not get caught in it, but still be a good person and be welcoming. Like what, what is that process like, especially when maybe there's someone that's kind of difficult to be around, um, but they're a part of the team. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely like start off by saying all, like, I think we do have a special group of guys, like, especially this year, like all of them, like really good guys. And I get along really well with them. But I think like, especially obviously there are like going to be times where like you disagree with teammates or you guys don't necessarily see it face to face. And I think that's like one of the main things that in terms of like how people always talk about how like team sports translates to like a professional level. I think that's like one of the biggest things that you can get from basketball is you know, just work with people that don't necessarily uh, to, like have the same values as you. And so I think it's just kind of important to keep it professional and like realize that you guys are working towards a common goal and it's like it's not like you guys have to be best friends you know like you guys can like do your own thing outside of basketball but realize you know we have a common goal that we're working towards like how can we um work together to like efficiently efficiently achieve this goal right so i think that's kind of the important thing and like obviously being not necessarily having an ego and kind of letting your ego slide in order to be able to work and make things work better i think that's really important can you think of like a specific situation that maybe was difficult for you as a player where you kind of had to, you know, be professional. Maybe you had to even catch yourself. You're like, oh man, like I'm kind of like, I feel my ego. I feel like I want to just be total reactivity. I want to, you know, flip out, mm-hmm. but maybe, or maybe it's the other way, right? Like, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Can you, can you think of anything? Yeah. Um, I'd say off the top of my head, this one's like kind of like very game specific, but I want to say it was with Rashawn and like me and Rashawn have a really good relationship. We're uh, pretty close. And um, we, I think I want to say like some sort of ball screen coverage. And I was telling him to do one thing and he's doing the other thing. And then we kind of like, almost like started like yapping at each other, like during the game, like, why are you like doing what I told you to do? And he's like saying the same thing. And I kind of like, and it's really hard in the heat of a game to be able to like kind of catch yourself. But I think like once we had a timeout, I kind of like, realized I was wrong and I was like okay like you're right and I think it's really important to be humble in that way and be able to like admit when you're wrong and that's I think a respectable thing from a leader to not always like leaders don't always have to be right but I think it's important to admit when they're wrong a hundred percent man it's like I think what I've realized is you get into a heated argument sometimes and it, it takes the person who's sometimes the most conscious to kind of take the step back say okay whoa 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 like we're not in a good place like we need to it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't matter who's right. Um, we're on the same team, but sometimes when you're not, like you're not in that place, right. And you're argumentative and you're going through it. It seems like, no, like I'm one team and you're another team. Um, so I agree a hundred percent. That's super cool that, you know, you've, you've reached that place, you know, you're at that place. Cause like you said, I think that's going to transfer over to, you know, your next endeavor a hundred percent. And there's a lot of people that I've come across that, you know, are, are well into their work experience and they're still struggling with that. Um, the one thing, James, I wanted to talk to you about too, and this relates, I think, to just what you said, is with basketball, especially in the game, um, or even before the game, we feel sometimes a lot of pressure 
Um, but before I kind of get into asking you about pressure situations, I just, I'm curious, like what, what does pressure mean to you? Has it, has it changed how you define it? Like, cause, cause there's been games where um, I've seen you play and, you know, you've played on, on the national team and you've, you've performed so well and you've performed at the university level. And I would, for me, I'd go into those situations and say, dang, like that's a lot of pressure to perform at that level. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious, like, what does pressure mean to you? I think for me, like pressure kind of relates to your expectations of yourself and kind of how, or, and even how you think other people's expectations of yourself um, kind of happen. So like, I don't know, for me, like pressure, obviously in basketball, like I have really high expectations of myself and like, that's in like all facets of life. So I think I tend to like put a lot of pressure on myself, which is something that, um, I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. You know, it definitely helps to like provide motivation and like a will to work for something. But at the same time, too much pressure is kind of kind of getting to the point where it like starts creating anxiety and almost hinders your performance rather than helps it. So I think yeah, it's something um it's definitely changed, I think, my view on pressure throughout my university career. I think I'm starting to get to the point where like I'm trying to not have expectations of myself, but be okay with, you know, whatever happens, happens and not to try to get too caught up with results or um, stuff like that. So yeah, it's definitely been a, been a journey for that. For so would sure. you say that, that you're at a point that you've started to make a shift because it seems like at least what I've seen from a lot of guys playing at the university level, like when they enter, they are very results driven, um, outcome-based goals, and then at the end of it, when they're realizing, oh man, like this is almost, this is almost finished. Now I'm, I'm, I'm becoming more about the process. And some people don't get me wrong, like from the beginning, it's always been about the process and they've just had, had that mindset. But what has that been like for you? What did you find in the beginning? You were like, oh man, like I got to play a lot. I got to do this. I got to do that. Or were you just like, all right, man, I'm just going to do what I can. I'm going to be about my process. Like what, what was that like for you? Yeah, I think like, especially coming out of high school, like obviously the guys that go on to play university basketball were really good high school players. And like, generally you go through very little adversity in high school basketball. Like you're, you know, scoring 20 points a game, you're having your way with people. So there's not really not um, much in terms of pressure. And then you kind of get to university sports and you realize like, wow, like everyone's good here. And, you know, there's gonna be like days or even weeks and months where like you don't play well. And um, so I think, at that point, like having being like results driven, it really can take a toll on like your mental health. And um, just because like, yeah, you're not always going to have your way, especially in university sports is really competitive. And so I think, yeah, I've definitely gone to the point where I'm trying to just focus on the process and trust that, you know, if I'm going through the process right and paying my due diligence and, you know, working hard and working on the things that I want to get better at, then I'll be okay with the, any of the results that happen. Obviously, I'm hoping for to do well, but you know, you got to focus on the things you can control. And I think that's uh, something that I'm trying to learn a little bit more about. Like I got a, it's like a daily uh, stoicism book. I got it from uh, our guy, uh, Josh Gandier. And uh, yeah. so I, I read that every day. And one of the big emphasis uh, of this book is like to control things that you can control. And so I think that's the difference between being process driven versus results driven results driven like you can do your best to prepare and put yourself in a good situation to succeed but at the end of the day if you really have no control 
over the results whereas being process driven like you have entire control over that you have the choice how many shots you're going to put up like when you're going to be in the gym for the most part obviously and so i think that's kind of a shift i've made over the last probably year and a bit yeah and you know what i've, I've heard that a lot like control what you can control like that's something that that's been in my life for for a while and i feel like it's so simple right but it's for mm -hmm. For everybody, for just human beings, it's just such a hard thing to consistently execute. So I guess, James, I appreciate that you've said, you know, you've given a couple examples for how, how, you, how you've done that with basketball. Um, with academics, like you, you've obviously had, um, I don't want to, I don't know if we can call them goals or, or, or what, um, but I guess it would be the same thing for you academically too, with controlling what you can control. Yeah, and like, don't get me wrong like I'm no not definitely not perfect in this like I still have a tough time and I'm still trying to get better at it but being uh, like results driven like it just it really takes a toll on you I think over time because you know there are gonna be times when just like the odds are stacked against you and you know you give everything you have and it still doesn't really work out in your favor and that's okay you know that's life and it happens like that but I think um just be able to like okay I've, I've given everything I can to this and I'm gonna be happy with um the results because i know i've done everything i can this and so i think that's huge and it just once you kind of make that shift it just kind of takes a big weight off your shoulders i think you know yeah again i'm still working on it but i think it's definitely i've had some some success with it as of late yeah it's interesting i think you have like just a solid foundation for how you how you're looking at things and um ultimately when you have that foundation you can really just trust it you know you can allow things to happen, you know, and ultimately that allows for, you know, when you think about basketball, that allows for peak performances. Like if you have a, if you have solid thinking habits about how you think about the game, how you think about life and you don't get caught in all the clutter and, and all the stuff that doesn't matter um, when you play. Yeah. You just allow things to happen when you study, you just allow those results to come, you know, you're not forcing it. And when you're forcing things, I find that, you know, you're expending a lot of energy. And it's really, it's really tough. Like you said, like it just taxes you. And yeah. um, now you can't really perform consistently because you're, you're caught in all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I, I, so, yeah, I think the one thing I want to ask you, cause we've been talking about pressure and I remember one cool experience that you had. And I think, I don't know if it was pressure or if it was anxiety, but I'm just curious with your perspective. Cause this is something I've never asked you about is back, back when you were just graduating um, high school, you had the opportunity um, to play for the national team. And, I, and, I, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but how I think it went was, I think you went to tryout and mm -hmm. they put you as a, um, like a practice player or somebody that wasn't on the roster. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then ultimately either then you were, you were questioning being a practice player or you were questioning, you know, taking the opportunity to become part of the roster. So I'm just interested, like how that mm -hmm. went, what that was like, because obviously that was a major life decision at that point. So I'm just, mm -hmm. just to, yeah, I'd like you I, to take me through that. Yeah. So I was, um, so yeah, I'd gone and I tried out and they had me as like an alternate. So essentially what was going to happen was if anyone got injured or whatever, then, I would be the one that would um, end up traveling with the team. And so one guy, either he pulled out or he um, didn't, or he got injured, didn't end up going. And so they essentially call me, I want to say it was like a day or two before they're about to leave. Right. And so I'm just mm -hmm. at home and I get this call like, like, Oh, like, can you come? Like, and I was like, um, like, I, I guess like, 
and I was yeah. it was something that it was like a mix of a lot of things I think first of all like I was I didn't know anyone there and most of the guys that were on the team they're from Toronto or Ontario they've all known each other played with each other for a while so I think I definitely kind of felt like an outsider and I wouldn't consider myself the most outgoing person now but yeah I was way less so outgoing and open to new experiences uh, back then than I was now and yeah so I think that social aspect was tough and it was by far like the most competitive basketball environment that I've been in which was especially for someone like me I know I was used to you know playing in Manitoba and you know to, especially in my grade 12 year I would consider myself to be fairly dominant in the high school basketball scene so it was definitely a tough aspect from that and I definitely got coached hard um, and so all of these were um, really new experiences for me and I was I guess I was just kind of scared um, to like emerge myself in these new experiences and so I guess that kind of made me question whether this is something that I really wanted to do. But um, I think I, know, I had to talk with uh, uh, Spiros Kavadis, our uh, high school coach. He took me for dinner that night and he's like, and he, he didn't try to force me either way, but I think he, something that he said to me was like, like, what are you going to think in like five years or whatever from now? Like, what are you going to think about this decision? And obviously looking back at it, like it's by far, the biggest um honestly probably like in my life like probably the biggest or most notable experience like it was it was really phenomenal like I got to travel to a different country I played against like multiple NBA like all-stars now and with some uh, NBA or borderline NBA all-star and so it was like something that I'm so grateful for but at the time I was yeah definitely scared to to merge myself in Dude, I love that. And and not only that, like I should say for anybody that, that's listening is, is you went down there and what's crazy about it is you went from being an alternate to like playing against Team USA and and, and, and scoring a bunch of points, um, you know, so I thought that's that's really cool to know. I think the other thing that's really cool about that with, with Spiros and I've always felt this too, like this kind of energy from him, which is why I've, I've stayed connected and um, why I loved coaching at John Taylor so much is that, man, he he would listen and he wouldn't force things on you. And I think, especially when, when people are, are making decisions or they're going through it, you know, like just the heaviness of the situation, like we've talked about, you don't necessarily need somebody pushing something on you. Like you already have all of these things pushing on you and putting stress on you. So what you need is you need somebody that can just listen and um, can create an environment where you can come up for air if you need it. And I think mm -hmm. Spiros has always been um, that guy for me. And I'm not surprised that he did the same for you when you were um, faced with um, a really cool opportunity. And mm -hmm. he allowed you, he, he facilitated and he allowed you to come to your own decision. And then you felt really good yeah. about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think that's exactly it. He kind of facilitated my thinking and like kind of allowed me to view it from like a broader perspective. Because I think when you're really in it, it's like, very hard to see an outside look and think of it other than like the in a different way from the stresses that you're feeling at that present moment and so I think being able to think about like just the experience that it was going to be was something that was huge for me and uh obviously something that I'm very happy happened or yeah very happy that it happened for me so James it's kind of a, a final question because this relates just to what we were just talking about because Spiros coached you and mm -hmm. coached me as well and I also got to work with Spiros um that trait, I think, is so important for coaches to have, for anybody to have, for people, for, for parents, for, for teammates. 
Um, but what would, what would your advice be to coaches? Because coaches are going through it right now with players, right? Like co coaches know that their players obviously um, have anxiety about, you know, the uncertainty mm -hmm. of the situation um, with, you know, not being able to train like they want to. Um, and, and then sometimes mm -hmm. there's other heavier stuff like we've seen. Um, I've seen across Canada, uh, people committing suicide, mm -hmm. like, cause it just, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's so much right now. So what would you say to coaches right now um, for how they can better help their athletes? Yeah, I think like something that I've been very fortunate with, I, like throughout my whole playing career, like I've had you as a coach, I've had Cyrus as a coach, I had Kirby as a coach now that I'm in uh, university. And I think I've had like really close relationships with like almost all my coaches. And I think that's really one of the biggest things, like, you know, to have a close relationship with um, with your players. And something that I definitely value as a player is being able to have like a coach that I can, you know, I can tell them how I'm feeling and stuff. And I think that's key because if guys don't feel like comfortable opening up to you, like it's going to be pretty tough for you to be able to help them at all. And I think other than that, just like accepting or like reminding them that although like their go like goal is to help you become a better basketball player at the end of the day, like basketball is not necessarily the most important thing. Like your physical and mental well-being are far more important. And uh, I think, you know, it's, sometimes it's tough to see it that way, but at the end of the day, that's really what matters. And I think, you know, reminding them that and um, yeah, just honestly being there for them is one of the biggest things. Well put, brother. Well, well thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you. This has been really cool. Yeah, yeah I appreciate you, you having me on. It was, a, it was a good time and I always get, appreciate when we get a chance to chat.